Welcome into the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner with the head coach of the St. Xavier Bombers, Mike Noska. As we got a lot of ground to cover and a lot to look ahead to, Mike, uh, we haven't talked in, in a couple of weeks. You went to the trip to Florida, which we'll touch on in a second, but we haven't got a chance to talk about the win over Fairfield, 64-61. Johnny Vanover had 28 points. What did you like about the way your team played that night against what many had considered maybe the best team in the city, at least in the early going? Yeah, I, I like the way we responded. Uh, we... It, Richard, we got a long way to go uh, defensively. Uh, we're actually the last two days have been breaking down uh, what we did defensively against Fairfield. And there were more good things than bad things, but there's still things we still need uh, to, to fix. Uh, but we did a better job taking care of the ball against them. We got good quality shots offensively. You know, we call them touchdown turnovers when you turn the ball over and the other team scores on us. Uh, we gave up six points that way. That Those things need fixed. Uh, honest, uh, you know, Louis Simona and Johnny Vanover really showed leadership, especially on the offensive end, scoring big buckets in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, Louis hit the three to tie it and Johnny hit the three to win it. Uh, David Clark, uh, he is just outstanding for us defensively in the post. And we got uh, good contributions from our juniors. It was a it was a team effort because, like you said, they're they're really, really good. They're hard to guard and they're very similar to some of the teams we played down in Florida because like unlike most high school teams, they have five or six kids who can score the ball and can score the basketball from behind a three-point line. Yeah, we'll talk about the trip to Florida, and I know some of the things you didn't like defensively there, but let me speak to this game for just one more second. I know you only turned them over seven times, so obviously you got stops without turning them over. Um, how much of that did you like, and, and would you like to create more turnovers? Is that part of the sticking point? Well, the first way we want to score is off our defense. Uh, but sometimes when you're doing that, you may be giving up easy baskets in that process. It depends on your personnel, which you have to constantly adjust to. It sometimes depends on the personnel that you have in the game. I'm sure anybody who's watched us this year sees a lot of offensive and defensive uh, substitutions. So we have a certain group of kids that when they're in the game, we want to score off our defense. And another group of kids, when they're in the game, we just want to get the ball stopped and get the ball off the backboard. Mike, I know most coaches, myself included, will will do a lot of offense, defense at the end of games and specific substitution patterns. Are you doing that at a lot of dead ball stuff? Are you literally having guys at dead balls, a defensive group going in, and then another dead ball, an offensive group going in? Yeah, we, we, we will do that. Uh, like I said before, we have a lot of kids on our team. We're still trying to find our identity. Uh, the key to doing that is this, is those kids have got to be efficient on the other end. Uh, so if it, you know, like if a defensive kid, like Alex Devine goes in, he's one of our best defensive players and that's in a half court and a full court. He, he's, he's at the top of the list for, uh, charges taken this year. He took two in one of the games down in Florida. Love him. About five or six minutes. <laughs> I yeah. love him then already. Good. Yeah. Well, we took six charges in the first game against Baron Collier. Probably the, one of the things we can hang our hat on is that we took more charges down there, maybe than all the other teams put together. But, uh, on the other end of the floor, Alex has to be efficient. He can't he can't hurt us. Uh, he had a couple turnovers, one being an offensive uh, uh, screening call. 
against Fairfield. So that those are the things we're working on. And it's the same thing on the other end. You know, we have certain kids, Kyle Connors a knocked down three point shooter for us. And I'm not giving up any information that, you know, good uh, programs don't know about, but uh, Kyle has got to be, be better defensively. He's got to come in defensively and, and play his foxhole as we like to say, but Kyle's, you know, Kyle's getting better at that. Alex is getting better offensively. There's more to the game than just scoring the ball on offense. There's screening. There's just being able to catch, pass, and making the other team guard you. So those are the things as we're working our, on our identity that we are continuing to pr- progress at uh, in practice on a daily basis. Yeah, and I asked about the offense-defense stuff. Obviously, you may not get a stoppage of play for three, four, five trips, so it sounds great in theory that I want to put an offensive group out there and then I want to put a defensive group out there, but sometimes you don't have a stoppage of play, and so what you're talking about is those guys, for whatever number of series, they got to be good on the other end of the floor too. Well, one of the things we really want to do is we want to get to the foul line. So we, we want to score off our defense. We also want to get to the foul line. So when you get to the foul line, it gives you an opportunity to set up your pressure defense. And that's when we take advantage of those opportunities. We also have groups of kids that we say, okay, we want you guarding the sideline out of bounds. And your go- job is to get in there and, uh, you know, get a five-second call or get a steal. You know, the tough part from a coaching standpoint is you have a kid like Alex Devine. He takes a charge in a game, and he's getting taken out of the game. You know, that's probably a little fun for you. Yeah. Coach, I just took the charge. I said, yeah, you just won your foxhole. Yeah. You know, let's get somebody here to shoot it. But the kids at St. X are great to coach because they're taught to be men for others. And, and, and they get it. They understand it. And I think the, as a group, uh, when we play 12 kids in a game and we get a win, uh, everybody's satisfied. Yeah, let me talk from an organization standpoint. Um, I'm guessing you have assistants and or your who, who tracks – when it's time for the group and who's in that group that, that goes in, do you have somebody doing that or is that you? They know who they are. Sometimes I'll bark at my uh, assistant coaches for not having them ready, but the kids kind of have to know, Hey, okay. It's defense. Okay. It's, it's offense. And once in a while you have a kid, you know, he comes out of the game for a minute. Well, what, what does a kid want to do when he comes out of the game for a minute? He goes right down to the water, you know, or the Gatorade and, uh, you know, and I'm turning around, you know, Nolan, well, Nolan's down there getting a drink. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you you have to be ready. And and sometimes we do make mistakes there. Sometimes the, the, the action happens so fast that we're not ready to substitute those, those guys in. And I, a lot of times it's just my fault for not being ahead of the game. You know, I, Richard, the biggest thing uh, with my assistant coaches, I want them taking care of whether it's offense, defense, what's going on at the time, because – you know, I think a good coach is always playing chess. He's always thinking about what's ha- going to happen next. And that's what I try to do. And I can do that a lot better when my assistant coaches are on top of their game. Let's talk about the trip to Florida first and foremost, logistically. How did it work out? And, and uh, maybe from a bonding experience before we get to the basketball part, how good was that for, for, for your group? We were able to stay in a house down there uh, together, which was really good for bonding. I, I felt we rushed things a little bit. We we're only down there for a little bit more than 72 hours. But we, uh, as a coaching staff, wanted to make sure that when we went back to the house, okay, basketball time's over. So if we had a game in the afternoon, and let's say we got back to the house at five or six, we're not talking basketball. Uh, Then the next morning, you know, we would get back together at nine or 10 and say, okay, you know, eat breakfast, do this. Uh, Lori Vanover and Michelle Simona came over and made breakfast for us one time. Uh, there was enough food in that house, Richard, I'm sure. for, I think, a month. <laughs> I, listen, uh, I've seen high school basketball players eat, man. They can eat. 
I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, Kim and Steve Walters, first of all, got us a, a, a charter jet down there, which is those people are so unselfish. They're probably embarrassed that I'm saying this. Uh, but we recognize it's St. X, the alumni and how important the, the, really the kids are at St. X to the alumni. So we can't thank them enough. They, uh, uh, they're in charge of sports investments on Mason Montgomery road. So I kind of want to give them a, a, a shout out. Their generosity is just, just, just through the roof. Uh, but they took care of us there, uh, which cut down on our travel time. As far as the bonding was concerned, like I said, staying in that house together. And I think the true test of the bonding, we will see the fruits of it here in the second half of the season. From a basketball perspective, how was the competition level? You went one and two, and sometimes there's a good one and two. Sometimes there's a bad one and two. Sometimes there's just a one and two, I guess. Uh, how was the competition, and, and how did you play? I know we'll talk some defense well, here, I'm going to guess. We would have felt a lot better if we came back two and one. We probably played the most talented team the last day, which was uh, their number one ranked in Tennessee, uh, uh, Clinton. And uh, – once again, five or six kids of, of different sizes and different athleticism that can really shoot the ball and score the basketball. Uh, so defensively, we didn't guard our yards well enough. So that's been something we've gotten back to as we've gotten back to practice here in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, we dug ourselves a hole in that game. We got down 17. From a good standpoint, we were able to battle back more than once, but the problem was we would get it down to five or six and they'd get it back up to double digits. We just didn't close some plays. And we're always telling our kids, we're watching tape, look, this play here in the second quarter that we didn't make is as critical as a play that we didn't make in the fourth quarter. Uh, so it was a good experience from that standpoint. What was tough for us as a coaching staff and for our kids is it was three games in three days. So, and we've talked on this show before about preparation. Uh, now we had actually prepared for Barron, Collier, and Parkview. Uh, a couple teams had a bow out of the tournament right. with COVID, so we ended up playing uh, King uh, from Florida and, uh, like I said, Clinton from Tennessee, two teams that we didn't think we were going to play. So, you know, our preparation uh, consisted of a an hour meeting at the house we stayed at, go to the gym and you know, no practice in between. And a couple of times, you know, to get the tournament moving along, we only had a 12 minute warm up. Wow. So that, that, that made it, that made it difficult for us. Uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, if we're ever good enough to get to Columbus, you know, playing regionals and things of that nature, like for example, had we been able to beat Moeller last year, we would only have had a day to get ready for Centerville, Yep. you know, and, uh, you know, normally you see the same actions maybe in different formations throughout the season. So we just have to get better at guarding actions and doing things of that nature because the tournament situation in Florida is going to be similar to the tournament situation uh, in the postseason where we don't have the gift of preparation. Mike, you talked about trying to work on some defensive stuff. How much of that is things you can do individually? How much of it is five on five? How much of it's three on three? How much of it is maybe odd numbered stuff? Or is it all of the above? It's all of the above. Uh, the biggest thing one on one is you got to be able to stop, stop the basketball. We're, we're not good enough at that yet. We spend the vast majority of our practice time breaking down things three on three. 
because when you break it down three on three, now you can get, get exposed more easily. But then when we break things down five on five, normally you can guard a high school team five against three or five against four. I mean, I don't think that's a secret because if you look at a good high school team, they normally have three kids scoring double digits and a couple kids that, you know, as like, we'll make the statement, well, we're going to make that kid beat us. Right, right. We'll make the other kid beat us, you know. Uh, what was difficult, and I give those teams credit, they had multiple kids scoring double digits. So, and the same thing with Fairfield. You know, Fairfield at times can put five kids out there that it's hard to help off of because they can shoot the three. And not only can they shoot the three, their kids are good passers. I think that's one thing that, you know, uh, Fairfield does a really good job of is they can not only hit the shooter on, on the ball side, they can shoot, hit the shooter on the help side for open shots. So, you know, it's becoming a shooter's game. No doubt. We have to, yeah. You know, like I said, even if, if, if there's one guy you can help off of, it, it, it makes a difference. Uh, so, but when it's, you know, when it's two guys you can help off of, you, you if, especially if you have a really, really good help defender, it can make things better, def- easier defensively. So that, that was good for us. Uh, honestly, I wasn't overly impressed with those teams defensively down there. I mean, you know, we were able to get the shots where we, we wanted to get, played King high school. We were able to run our motion. Their coach even reached out to me after the game about what we do motion wise. And I just said, well, the biggest thing you got to have on unselfish kids. So sure. like I said, I mean, it's uh, we're going to find out here in the second half of the season, starting Friday night against LaSalle, uh, you know, what Florida really did for us. Mike, I, I do laugh. Alabama last year, I, I've got the shot chart saved on a file somewhere. Alabama had a game last year where every shot they took was either a three or a layup or a dunk. It is, you talk about being a shooter's game. Either they're going to drop one in from there, and I think more and more teams are going to that. It, it, it can make it sometimes hard to guard for, for sure. Uh, I was going to ask you, um, in the last few days, have you made some progress, do you think, defensively? Oh, yeah. Our, our kids are – I'm blessed with kids at X that are very, very coachable. Uh, when, you know, we've started the last two practices out with 45 minutes of film and, uh, you know, our kids take accountability and they want to do better. And we know, especially in our league, boy, you better be good defensively. And, and, you know, we don't even feel we're good right now. Last year, most of the times we were great. Uh, we, we have to get that, to that level. And, you know, you made the comment about Alabama, you know, I, I was a, a coaching roommate with, with, with Nate Oates down at a five-star when we were both younger. And, you know, that's wow. when the game started changing to, you know, how do you want to score? You want inside shots and you want threes. It's kind of get into the analytics of it. Now, we were fortunate enough to have a kid like Kobe last year who could who could score in the mid-range game. But that mid-range game has, uh, you know, kind of been put to bed a little bit. I don't know. I still like it at the high school level, though. I still think there's a place for it there. I agree. I, we still work on it every day in our in our uh, individual workouts. Yep. I don't got guys that can dunk yet. So until that happens, I'm going to stick with. Well, you got guys. You got guys who can dunk in practice. But yeah, right. Like we tell our kids, how many dunks do we really get? 
You know, I think Louie's had a couple, and I'm not talking about the breakaway. Dunk. No, right, I'm right. About the drop, drop step, or a, yeah, right, right. Yeah, that doesn't happen very much at the high school level for sure. Um, you talked talking about LaSalle. They're playing better. Got off to a rocky start. Some of that was schedule related. They played fair, I think, in their opener. They played a really good Covenant Catholic team from over in Northern Kentucky. Uh, they've won four in a row. They're playing tonight as we're doing this podcast. They're taking on on Roger Bacon. Maybe what have you seen that they're doing better? Well, they're doing something better because. Uh, you know they beat Turpin. Uh, I know. I know Rob thinks very highly of. I Turpin. think I've I've broadcast three or four of their games. I, I think they're really good. Yeah, they they, they beat them soundly. So, uh, you know, LaSalle is going to play. They're going to play physical. They're going to get up in you defensively. So we're going to have to be patient defensively. And once again, getting back to the almost the theme of what we're talking about here today, you know, they shoot the three very well, uh, and they have multiple kids who can do it. Uh, you know, our game goal is to hold a team to three threes or less. We were able to do that through the first uh, uh, four games, but we haven't been as good at it in, in the last in the last four. So that's going to be a point of emphasis that already has been in practice this week. You know, it'll be nice to get back home. It'll be nice to playing a GCL South game with, with a full crowd because we didn't get yeah. to enjoy that last year. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. You play Indian Hill then on Saturday. You've got a handful of these. I think the three weekends of this, if I'm not mistaken, where you've got a GCL Friday, a non-league Saturday. Is that with Columbus in, in the regionals and tournaments in mind of having to kind of go on a quick turnaround time? Honestly, uh, Skinny, I think the hardest thing in high school basketball, I always tell Steve Speck this, you guys never have to play during the week. <laughs> and uh, after my first year at X, I, I, I sat down with the nine seniors who had graduated because I wanted to pick their brains about all kinds of things, but we certainly talked about scheduling. Uh, so it's kind of twofold. Number one, a lot of teams are playing league games on Tuesday nights, so they don't have a whole lot of time to play us. Uh, but the second part of it was this. Our kids enjoyed the Saturday games because, especially at St. X, where these kids are maybe averaging two hours of homework a night, yeah. and uh, to have to go on the road and we're going to watch film on a, on a, on a game day, whether it's a Tuesday or Saturday to go on a road on a Tuesday night, you know, get back at 10 or 11 and back at school the next day. It's kind of tough where, uh, you know, we can play a GCL game on a Friday night, uh, get back uh, in the film room Saturday morning, get down what we need to get down, have a team meal, so it was something that uh, I listened to the seniors feedback on that. And it's, it's just preferable for us. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck this week. LaSalle on Friday at, at home, Indian Hill on Saturday on the road, six and two record coming out of the, the first part of the year. Uh, a pretty solid start. I know uh, hopefully good things ahead. Good luck this week, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me again. I'll see you uh, uh, next Monday. You got it. Thanks very much. That's Mike Noska, the head coach. On your game too. I appreciate it. We play a game this afternoon against Lloyd at 430, so we will hopefully get a win there. Thanks very much. For Mike Noska, I'm Richard Skinner. This has been the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast from ESP Media and ESPX.